Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, good evening, everybody. This is Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I'm happy to welcome you to Small Biz Chat. Now, Small Biz Chat Live is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get and share invaluable business advice. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. So with that, let me introduce my guest. Andrew Andrews Ramirez. Boy, that's a whole mouthful, Andrew. He is an if he was an infantry soldier who turned entrepreneur, and he is passionate about transforming businesses and business owners' lives. He works with leadership teams to help them figure out where they're going and how they're going to get there and has a team that can support any project along the way. If you want more information about his company, you can head over to Vargas Andrews. Andrew, welcome to Small Biz Chat. I'm so excited to have you here with me tonight. Can you tell us a little bit about how you made your transition and journey from military to business ownership? Yeah. So when I left active duty, I was fortunate to have the opportunity to be a career switcher. And I chose the avenue of going to business school at University of Chicago. There, I was able to do lots of internships in private equity during school. Came out, went to Accenture, did a lot of strategy work before coming out here to LA to work at a family office. And after that, I just saw all the value and things that I was creating for the six portfolio companies that I was in charge of. And it made sense to branch off and start my own business. Okay. And how long have you been in business? We just hit our three-year anniversary last month. Okay. And tell us a little bit about what you guys do there. So we work with business owners, you know, to transform their businesses and their lives. And we do this through a lot of different methods, but first and foremost, using a foundational tool called the Entrepreneurial Operating System. It was created by an entrepreneur called Gino Wickman, and it really is an execution framework that works for any business, no matter its size, and really gets everybody on the same page, understanding where they're going and how they're going to get there. And then beyond that, you know, through that journey, We find a level of transparency in a business, and as those issues fall out, we figure out ways to partner with our clients to help them knock down those issues. Got it. So you are a former veteran. uh, You are a veteran, so you were were active duty. So have you found it to be an advantage in business to be a a veteran-owned business? It definitely is. I would say that it depends. So if you are focused on more things like government contracting, of that nature, a lot of city, state, and federal government agencies have set-asides that you get access to. So it's really great to build a business there. Beyond that, I would say that the credibility that you have from the leadership capability, you know, if people know that you've deployed and done service to this country, I would say that that gives another level of respect for people to take a chance on working with you. Okay, okay. And now, so let's talk about the, you know, the speed and scope of the coronavirus, right? It has really caused a crisis and extraordinary challenges for leaders of businesses large and small, right? I mean, people need revenue, but they also have to be safe too. So what are you hearing from clients in terms of how people are struggling? You know, some places are ready to reopen. Now we're having this research, like, you know, we could all get shut down again, you know, tomorrow. 
Uh, what, what feedback are you getting from people that you, you know, some of the businesses that you work with about how they're weathering the coronavirus? So a lot of them have really taken to technology using tools like Microsoft Teams, where they can have visibility in their business, you know, rather than having to go around and see what Andrew's doing, what Lori's doing, you know, I can really go into that platform and self-service and really see the projects that everybody's working on. You know, you don't have to have all these meetings. It also has that platform where you can do, you know, Zoom type calls and you can collaborate on documents all at the same time. So I would say that those that are extremely important that need to be there in person, keep it to a minimum, keep those people safe. You know, a lot of my clients are investing in getting, you know, the best medical PPE products so that their employees feel safe to be in the work environment, are really adhering to the social distancing standards. But if you can do your job from home and you have the tools, it's great to be able to have that. Sure, sure. Now, I know that leadership is key to progress in business, but what if, how can you lead when you really don't know what to do? I mean, I, I'm looking at a lot of the schools and the principals and heads of school, people trying to figure out, do we bring kids back in September or not? Do we, do we send kids to college or not? I mean, I, I think everybody's really concerned and, and people don't know what to do. So how do you leave when, you, when you're there, like when that's what your reality is? I would say, I mean, you need to come up with hypotheses and test them out and be able to fail fast. You know, I would say that a majority of my mentors that I would say are extremely successful are those that, you know, they come up with a couple of hypotheses, they go out and test them. You know, they need to have facts to be able to back up whatever it is that they're doing. And if you can do that, you know, and you are failing fast, then you should have the ability to adapt and be agile to really take you in a direction that's going to make sense. And if something's not working, you know, the, the data and statistics that are coming out of it should be telling you that you need to do a course correction. Sure, sure. But when you're talking about our kids, right, mm -hmm. are, are kids the guinea pigs you fail fast with? I mean, really? Definitely not. You know, we pulled our daughter out of Montessori school because we thought that they were being too aggressive because it was a private institution and wasn't, you know, managed by the state. You know, they really tried to get by by disguising themselves as more of a daycare service. You know, we really wanted to see how things played out, obviously keeping in tune with how other countries are doing it and having success with it. And once we see that people are putting plans in place that are backed with facts and things and procedures that are actually working, at that time, we will consider it safe to send our eldest child back to school. I, I completely agree with you. I, I have a 14-year-old and I, and I feel the same way, like that kid's not going to school. I think y'all better stream it. Y'all better figure it out. <laughs> He's not getting on a bus. Forget yeah. it. You know, so that's just me and how I manage in my household. But let, let's talk about some stuff we see some other people doing, because I feel like there's been a lot of failures in leadership in these grim times. You know, you've got the NBA in Orlando getting ready to play games. You've got, you know, the NFL's half-hearted apology. You know, I mean, you, you've got some really crazy, you know, blunders out here that people are doing that, mm -hmm. that really aren't safe, but they're like trying to put the economy ahead of, you know, sort of like people's safety. And so I, I really kind of want to know what your response is to some of that stuff you've seen. I mean, I think in today's world, given the fact that you have access to information, you can see, you know, anybody can turn on their cell phone camera. You really need to be conscious of everything that you're doing. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in private or out in public. So I think from that perspective, you know, to be a true leader, you need to be able to make those tough decisions that might go against the grain. It might, you know, cost you profits in the short term, 
But if it's for the greater good of your community and other people that you're supporting, you know, I think it's a decision that people will support you with. And if you can figure out a way, you know, to to pivot and be able to, you know, find different ways to bring in revenue, an example, I guess, would be these restaurants. You know, they had loyal patrons and those that decided to make these meal kits, you know, to bring in some type of revenue. Those are the ones that are going to be here once all this stuff settles down. Sure, 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 sure. But, you know, when it comes to leadership and, and we're trying to, you know, bring employees back or, you know, get restaurants open, you know, how important do you think it is, you know, is honest communication when it, when it comes to, you know, dealing with your staff or dealing with your landlords, even your creditors? Because a lot of business owners, you know, the PPP money's gone. They're mm-hmm. not acting like they're about to come out with another solution. You know, now all the creditors that were really nice and willing to give people three months forbearance on their mortgage, now these people want their money. So so how can you manage that? Because that's so much stress, I think. I mean, I think it's very important to have that level of transparency. I think the worst thing is to keep secrets, those that are going to, you know, create situations that you're not going to be able to deal with. So I think from that perspective, having that level of transparency, if you're a business owner, and you know that you can't make payroll and you're trying to figure out different ways to do that, you know, you need to be honest and upfront with your employees to allow them to have that opportunity to figure out different ways that they're going to pay their bills, pay their mortgage, et cetera. And when it comes to landlords, you know, I think that, you know, we are going to see that is going to be the next thing that's going to happen in the economy is for all these people that own this real estate are now going three, four, five months without collecting rent, you know, they're going to have you know, they're going to be the ones finding themselves in that bind of having to pay those bills. So I think that's going to have to be a community thing where the creditors and the lenders and everybody that makes up this economy are just going to have to figure out creative ways of creating a new normal so that everybody can, you know, I mean, it's not like everybody can be homeless on the streets and all these banks are going to own these empty houses. So we have to figure out a way to work together and know that this too shall pass. And in the time being, hopefully we can figure out a way that, you know, if there's some type of minimum payment that people can do just to show good faith, that people need to take that for what it is, understand that we're all human and we're trying to get through this together. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think, the, what lessons have you learned from the military that have really helped you, you know, sort of like figure out what we should be doing now or what you're doing now in your own business? For me, so in the military, you know, we always found ourselves in situations where we had the least amount of resources as possible. The missions got more and more intense in terms of what the expectations were that we produced from a results perspective. So we always had to be extremely frugal. We had to figure out how to do more with less. So I think it's truly understanding, you know, what are the resources that are available to you? Mostly from a people perspective, you're only as good as your weakest link. So understanding how can you coach those people up? How can you utilize the resources that you do have available to make sure that you're keeping people safe, you're moving towards accomplishing your mission, and at the end of the day, you know, you're doing some good in the world. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady. I know you might be thinking about quitting your business and going back into corporate America, but wait, before you give up, my new book, Fix Your Business, could give you a whole new lease on life. My 12 P's of running a successful business will walk you through step-by-step how to grow your business revenue, how to hire great people and streamline your processes and so much more. Grab a copy today of Fix Your Business and get your life back. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Small Biz Chat Live. I'm with my guest, Andrew Andrews Ramirez, and we're just talking about leadership and business, and he's a veteran and an entrepreneur. And so I wanted to take this opportunity to ask him, Andrew, what are some of the best 
support organizations for veteran entrepreneurs? So three organizations I constantly go to, one of them being Bunker Labs. So they've got three types of educational resources. One is a distance learning if you have an idea and they're trying to figure out if it's a viable business. I mean, it's a great program that's free and available to all veterans or spouses of veterans. Their second form of education is something called the Veterans in Residence Program, which is a national partnership with WeWork. And in 21 cities, they host 10 people, give them full WeWork rights and treat it as an incubator to help them launch and grow their business. The last part being CEO Circle. These are people that have significant revenue, are looking to grow and scale, and it's a great peer group for them to get together on a monthly basis to solve issues and and really figure out better ways to make their businesses better. The second resource, something called Patriot Bootcamp. This was formed after kind of a Techstars accelerator type program. One of their main programs that they offer is a three-day intensive technology-focused type program where you can bring your idea there and really learn how to launch an app, launch some type of technology business, software as a service type product. The last part being the Small Business Association. And this is, they've got their own office dedicated specifically to veterans. And what's great about that is they figure out creative ways to help you get the funding that you need to start a business or grow a business. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So are there training programs that are that are for that are specific to veteran entrepreneurs? I know those are support organizations, but... Mm-hmm. Are you aware of programs specific for veterans? Yeah. So three come to mind. One is Tuck's Next Step program. This is a program for veterans and athletes. And it's a combination of distance learning plus a 10-day in-person session where you really learn, you know, all the tidbits that you would need to know to start a successful business. Really teaches you the basics in a boot camp type format to really go out there and hit the ground running when you take that idea and make it into a business. And that's at Dartmouth College? At Dartmouth, yeah. So it's through their their business school. Okay. The second one is Stanford Ignite. This is for post-9-11 veterans. The great part here is that Stanford has such a rich alumni community that they open up, you know, the floodgates to everything. So you get to go and visit VCs. You get to go visit, you know, some of the best tech companies, you know, that are the next unicorns. It really gives you access to this mentorship and apprenticeship type program. You're surrounded with like-minded people that are looking to do great things to be innovators and entrepreneurs in their communities. The last one would be the Syracuse IVMF Entrepreneurship Bootcamp for Veterans. Also a three-stage process. Two of those stages are distance learning and the third part is in-person. Same similar type program, you know, really connects you with a lot of great resources to get you the funding that you need, how to do a business plan, how to go out there, you know, and be successful in whatever you're passionate about. And I've actually worked with the program at Syracuse. I've actually been one of their trainers for their VWISE program for women veterans. So I'm actually very familiar with the work that they do at Syracuse. So that's really cool. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for with us and giving us those tidbits. I always want to be able to support, you know, minority women veterans, minority and women business owners, and certainly veteran business owners as well. So thank you so much for enlightening me about some organizations I wasn't even aware of. Tell us what is your favorite podcast? That's what I want to know. So I've been doing a lot of research on podcasts and just really trying to find those that reach people, especially that small business community. And not to sound like I'm tooting your own horn, but your podcast has, in terms of the followers and the type of material that's coming to people, I would say that, you know, I found it to be extremely beneficial, not only for myself, but I've started to point a lot of other people in your direction just to start to think about, you know, what are the important things to consider as a small business owner? 
Oh, wow. Thank you so much. You like the Small Biz Chat Podcast. That's awesome. Well, you're now going to be on it. Andrew, what's your favorite app? For me, it's Microsoft Teams, just because Microsoft has done a very good job of getting all the functionality you would need out of many apps, and they've combined it all into one. So you can do your video calls, you can collaborate, you can document share, you know, anything that you would need You get notifications direct to your phone and see when people are commenting, when people are adding value to different projects. All of it's at your fingertips, whether you're in front of your computer or on your phone. All right, good stuff. Andrew, what, how, how do you stay motivated? For me, I call it my appreciation tour. And for me, whenever I'm questioning myself, I think back to my time in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So being along the Pakistani border, you know, spending time in a valley that was nicknamed the Valley of Death, that really grounds me, really makes me understand that no matter what issue I face today, no matter what issue a client brings me, no one's going to be shooting at me. No one's going to be trying to kill me. And at the end of the day, the world's going to keep spinning and we can figure out a way to solve it. If it's not today, it's going to be tomorrow. Well, I think you win the gold prize on that. All right. Last question. What is the best business book you have ever read? Go. For me, it's Traction by Gino Wickman. Anybody that I meet that's a business owner, I hand them that book. It might be before they get on a plane. By the time that they land, majority of the time they've read that book and it changes their lives. It gives you a great template of how to execute. I would say that most business owners do not focus on the execution framework and everything that Lori talked about, about you know grounding yourself in your core values, your vision, it covers everything and it lets you know that you can figure out any issue that comes your way. You can put it in any of the six key components and at the end of the day, your business is gonna be better than it was yesterday. Well, I don't know if he could ever have a better testimonial than that. Goodness. And with that, I want to thank my awesome guests. Thank you all so much for joining me tonight. Please head over to succeedisyourownboss.com and you get more information about my three guests. And I want to leave you with this. Thank you so much for watching Small Biz Chat Live. The mission of Small Biz Chat Live is to end small business failure. And I want to leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.